It's the 60 Go Podcast presented by Min Sports. Joining me in the studio is Damien Seabolt. Seabes, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. We're doing the 2023 club review today for the West Tigers. Now, Seabes, they have recruited fairly decently over the past couple of years. But in saying that, I still don't think it's enough to make any sort of top eight charge next year. Mate, no, I, I don't think they're going to be out of the bottom four, to be fair. Um you know, there's a few things there that we'll talk about as far as the season just gone. But realistically, with the, the signings that they've got, I don't see how it's going to significantly improve them. I mean, Adam Dewey, who's clearly, in my mind, their second or third best player. Api is their best player. Um, well, he's coming off a, another ACL injury. Who knows when he's going to be back. Firing. He might not even play this year. Exactly right. So, And if he does, it's not going to be till later in the year. Um, they've bought uh, Aiden Caesar. Yes. So and Jaden Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and look, to be fair to Aiden Caesar, he's a good footballer, but he was almost done in the NRL before he went to the Super League, let alone where he's at now. So whether or not it freshened him up a bit, I don't know. It, you know, yet to be seen. Um, Jaden Sullivan, he, he's okay. Uh, again, I don't think he's going to you know make a significant difference to to what they're doing there. So let, let's be honest here. That halves combination is in the bottom two or three in the competition. Yeah, really. I, I agree, mate. I do. I really agree. And, and that's, I'm trying not to be too critical, but that's that's reality. That's where they're at. And again, during the week, I've seen that things have got bad there at the moment where Nofaluma is not even turning up to training because he, again, believe what you read or not, but something along the lines of um, he's not getting the support he needs because he come back not, not as fit as he should have been. And um, whether that's on the club or whether that's on him taking some ownership and, you know, not looking for an excuse, he probably needs to have a look in the mirror and work a bit harder instead of going with the they're picking on me attitude. But there's obviously things there that, are, that aren't right at the moment. If you, if you tell me that uh, it's a way to get him out of the club, then I would absolutely believe that, the, the way that he's going at the moment. And I would actually be surprised if he's there in round one. I agree, Matt. But who's going to pay 500 grand for Nofaluma now? No one. But uh, I, I think... Sometimes it might just be a one-out. Like yeah. the West Tigers, they've been a basket case for years. And, and when he went to Melbourne for that six weeks a couple of years ago, he became the Nofaluma from five years ago again, didn't he? Yes. And so maybe it is just a, a change that he yeah. wants in his in his career because I think he's still a good player and he, and he can add value to somewhere. When he went to Melbourne, he was very, very good yeah. for them. He adds that, that yardage game, doesn't he? He does, he does. And I look at someone like South Sydney, and I say, hey, he could really help you guys. Like, that could be a perfect fit there yeah. uh, as far as getting out of the backfield and, and producing some metres there. So, um, look, he might just want a, a change. But, look, there there is a couple of bright spots for the West Tigers. Dream Buller yeah, had he, a really good year. He's excellent. He yeah. is. Um, he's, he's one of those blokes that comes around every few years where you know immediately. In an average team, in his first or second game, you could see straight away that kid's good. So, yeah. that, that's, you know, exciting for them. And I think he's he's signed long term as well, hasn't he? Yes, he's just yeah, signed long term. Yep. So, and look, their forward, their their forward pack, they've got a good set of back rowers and good set of front rowers. But there is talk that they're in the Luai sweepstakes, of course, obviously. And uh, if that is to get done early, then uh, there will be a player swap involving David Clemmer. So to lose him, look, would if you're the West Tigers, would you go down this route of trying to acquire Jerome Luai? at a price that's going to be north of one? 
yeah, they, they need a circuit breaker. Something's got to happen there to try and reinvigorate the the squad, the team. Um, Luai's elite. He's you know, he's an Origin player. He's a multiple premiership winner. He's proven that he can win games without Nathan Cleary because when when Cleary's not playing, Penrith still win. So and Luai's there. So he's the the common denominator. Um, it's especially in Queensland. It, it's a it's like a game to, to bag Luai or, or pretend that you don't rate him. Anyone who thinks that he's not a good footballer doesn't actually watch footy. So yeah. that's it's as simple as that. But it'd be way too much money. But they're at that point where they've got to spend that much money. Yeah, and the, the fact that they would lose David Clemmer, whilst it is a loss, I don't think there's any doubt about that. When the Tigers win a premiership, David Clemmer will not be a part of it. No, that's exactly right. And... and Bateman and Papali probably won't be either. So, you know, Papali he's got a lot more upside than Bateman because he's four or five years younger. Um, apart from a few moments of brilliance last year, I thought Bateman was very underwhelming for the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, their other front row, their young gun, Stefano Utokamano. Yeah. What do you think he's, like, if he is to have, like, if everything breaks right for him, what type of player do you see him being? Like what level of player? Oh, well, he's a, he's an origin, he's a fringe origin player. So over the next, yeah, so I see him being that type of player that um, is at that level where he's good enough to play rep footy. Probably never going to be consistently a, an origin player, but again, he'll be a, a he is a good NRL player and he will be for a long time. They, the Tigers have been a basket case for years. They say the fish rots from the head. Uh, there is no question that whether it be upper management or coaching ranks. There's issues somewhere in the top offices at the West Tigers. There is, mate. And some of the things that they do are so strange. Like bringing back Tim Sheens to be head coach after not coaching in, in the NRL for over 10 years was really strange. I got bringing him back in and getting him the part of the coaching fold because that, that, that was good business in my mind. That made sense. But then to make him head coach, bizarre. To make a guy head coach who up until this year had never even, from what we understand, had never even coached a, a junior side, let alone a senior footy side or a, an NRL team at that level. And then all of a sudden he's head coach now. Again, doesn't make sense. You know, I hope Benji um, and, and the Tigers have some success because Benji was a legend as a player. He comes across as a great bloke. I, I, I've never heard anyone say a bad word about him. But in my mind, they're setting him up to fail. Yeah, and the, the coaching carousel at the West Tigers has been like Grandpa Simpson walking in and seeing... Bart and then leaving. Yeah. Um, to me, you can't make a strong case that they're a better team now than when Michael Maguire was head coach. Like It's not like they're vastly improved since then. I mean, they're still running last, for God's sake. Well, the bloke that uh, the Tigers fans probably hate the most is, most is Ivan Cleary. And that's the best that they've been in nearly 10 years is when Ivan Cleary was their coach. Yeah. And, you know, they've, they've gone through so many, like uh, Mick Potter's another one. He was there for a little stint. Yep. And, uh, you Jason know, Taylor. Jason Taylor was there for a stint. And so, uh, like, all these guys, like, I don't think all these guys have forgotten how to coach or, or don't know how to coach. Yep. Like, there is some systemic problems at West Tigers. And, look, let's let's call a spade a spade here. Lee Hedger-Pantelis is on the board. He's a chairman of the board. He's also the major sponsor of the club. Yeah. Problems. Yeah, that's exactly right. That, you know, he's got too many... Um well, too, too many roles at the club in high-powered decision-making or responsibility roles, I suppose is what I'm trying to say. And who's going to challenge him? Himself? That's because right. he's in the role that you would challenge those other roles. So it's it's a little bit strange. And, and whether or not that's an issue, I don't know. Because at the end of the day, 
he doesn't coach the footy side. He's not on the field playing. So people can bag him as much as they want or use that as, a, as an excuse. And Pasco as well. People can get, you know, jump up and down about him also. Have whatever opinion you want. But he's not on the field. Yep. He's, not, you know, he's not out there taking hit-ups, dropping the footy, missing tackles. The West Tigers situation at the moment reminds me of in the NFL when the owner gets too involved. The owners are always powerful businessmen, worth billions of dollars, and then yep. all of a sudden they know football. So, for example, David Tepper from the Carolina Panthers has had five coaches in five years and has been a basket case ever since he took over. Yep. You know, Jerry Jones every now and then butts his head in and makes some decisions at the Dallas Cowboys, which are rubbish, and yeah. that's what uh, happened. Uh, so true, mate. You look at um, just because Bill Belichick could do it or Pat Riley could do it, how many, um, how many teams think that they can get a head coach in that all of a sudden becomes the well, in rugby league terms, the, the head of football yep. and the recruitment manager and um, head of recruitment and pathways, and they do everything. And, you know, obviously, who's holding them accountable? Who's questioning the decisions that they make? That's right. If we look ahead to 2024, what, what is the success for the West Tigers? So back-to-back wooden spoons, I would have to think, if they get anywhere above 15th, we're, we're making progress here. Yeah, that's true. But it's, it's, hard. it's a tough comp. There are so many good footy sides. And there's so many teams from, um, well, fifth or sixth down to, to 12th that are legitimate top eight sides that are going to only get better. So those bottom four sides, they're going to have to get significantly better just to push up the table, let alone not be in the bottom couple again So or, or make the eight. Oh, I don't see it happening. We, we spoke to your brother, Anthony, in the last podcast with the Manly Review, and he, he mentioned that they are in that cluster of yeah. teams at the moment. They're trying to po- find a point of difference to get ahead. Well, there is that cluster of teams from, let's be honest, the third best team to probably the 12th, that there's not much in between those teams. But then yeah. when you go below 12th and 13th, there's such a whole... There's a clear gap again to those bottom couple yeah. of teams that really not aren't just looking for a point of depth... They're looking for depth in the squad and talent overall. It's so true. And you think of the Bulldogs over the last few years, they have emptied their bank account to try and make improvements. They haven't. You know, they, and they're not terrible. They've improved a little bit, but they're, they're still not a good footy side. They're still nowhere near making that top eight. The Tigers are the same. The, the Dolphins, in my opinion, are going to be the same. The Dragons are the same. Well, the, the dogs have gone out and uh, thrown a dart at a couple of potential circuit breakers in uh, combining Matt Burton with Stephen Crichton. Stephen Crichton will make a difference to Yeah. Uh, but let's be honest, the, over the past 10 years, the best the Bulldogs have played is when Dean Pay was coach. Now, they were still losing a lot of games, but they, they were putting in every week. There are some weeks that you think these clubs don't even try. The Cowboys this year were running like bustards, and they put 70 on the West Tigers. Well, the, the bottom four sides, Titan, well, let's go bottom five. Dolphins, Titans, Dogs, Dragons, and Tigers, who we're talking about today. Do you realistically see any of those teams getting out of that bottom five? Uh, I think the Titans have a chance. Yeah. But again, I think you answered the question by the way you hesitated and had to think about your well, answer. Well, look, if I was going to. It's a chance. If I was going to put money on any of them, it would be the Titans. Yeah. I think Des Hasler certainly adds a lot. And yep. also, I think there's some foundational pieces at the Titans that are a lot better than the other clubs. Whereas, uh, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't put money on any of those other clubs getting out of the bottom four. Because you've got to think, t- teams have got to fall away yep. as well as teams improving. And from the top eight, oh, look, I don't see the Warriors, Knights and Raiders being 
top eight teams again. Like I, do, I just don't. You know, the Warriors potentially could be thereabouts. The Knights could be thereabouts if Ponga cuts loose again. But the Raiders, I don't. Uh, Raiders could fall into that bottom four or five, so that could be an opening there for one of those sides to jump up the table. Yeah, and you're so right. If we look at the ladder from last year, so I think Manly and they finished twelfth. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. think they're a top four team. So the difference between like the the third best team and the twelfth best team isn't a whole lot. Well, that's right. And I think, as you said before, when we were talking to Anthony, he even mentioned it: two golden point losses, or a golden point draw and a golden point loss. A little bit of luck falls their way. They finish six, and just looking at the table, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. So look, it's it's a it's a mighty task, West Tigers. But West Tigers need to look at it as if they're competing with those other four clubs, right? They need to almost think of it as a bit a bit of a mini draw. Can they progress further than those other clubs? And look, I I'm certainly not. I, I wouldn't stake anything on them getting out of the bottom spot because it is such a tough competition, and I don't know if the improvements that they've made, particularly on the coaching side is going to equal the improvements that the Bulldogs have made. Is going to eat, uh, And you just know that every time they play the Dragons, Benji is out coached straight away by Shane Flanagan. There's there's an yeah. automatic mismatch. Yeah. So And then you look at the Bulldogs. They've recruited a, uh, very heavily this offseason. Dolphins have Wayne Bennett and the Titans have Des Asler. So they're, they're walking into every game either yeah. undermanned or severely outcoached. The, the Tigers, for me, will be a team that... You know, it wouldn't shock me if they beat a, a Brisbane and and Panthers next year, but they'll get they'll get hammered by the teams around them. Yes, you know that that's the type of they'll jump up and jump out of their skin and and have a few upsets and beat some teams they shouldn't. But I can see them copping some really big touch ups during the year. Predictions for the Tigers for twenty twenty four? Bottom two. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, that's our wrap of the Tigers for twenty twenty three, and that's the sixty go podcast presented by Mid Sports, and that is full time. <laughs>